everyone welcome to sideline sports tuesday night you know where it is the place to be check out all our social medias make sure you subscribe to our youtube channel first and foremost before we get started on anything subscribe to our youtube channel sideline sports network how are we doing tonight gentlemen doing well another another great night a little little frustrated watching the rangers game as we speak how are they doing uh it's currently two to two so I was they happy because we were up good. to nothing at one point, but now it's two to two, and I'm not loving that. They weren't doing well. That's all right. You know what? I'll take it. it, it look, Rangers, Penguins. It's going to be a good, good series. I'm not worried. But we'll talk hockey later because of uh, we have more important things to talk about right now. John, you still yeah. were at the NFL draft, were you not? <laughs> yes, I was, and I was uh, backstage interviewing some of the players and meeting some of the players, and that was a fantastic time. Getting uh, that opportunity with Sideline Sports Network, of course, providing all the great opportunities here. You gentlemen are so great. So I want to talk about the first couple picks in the draft. First of all, Trayvon Walker, what do you guys think of this pick, and was it the right pick? I like it. Plain and simple. I like it. What's not to like about it? You like I, it? I, no, I, oh, you like it over Aiden Hutchinson? You like I, it over Kayvon Thibodeau? I think Thibodeau was probably. I don't. I, I think it was either Hutchinson or or, uh, or Walker. It was it was a one-two, and obviously they they saw something I didn't personally. I think I would have probably gone Hutchinson, but that's just me. But between Hutchinson and Walker, it was kind of a toss-up, and I don't think there was any going wrong in that with that first pick. I don't think uh, either of those young men were going to be a, a bad choice necessarily. JB. Yeah, I disagree with the order of it. You know, I would have taken um, Hutchinson first, but I'm kind of glad he went to Detroit. You know, it's kind of a feel-good story, even though Detroit was getting uh, lambasted by the NFL, the NFL for bringing that pick in way too quick. Because <laughs> you know the NFL wanted to milk as long as they could, of course, uh, on that draft coverage. But I kind of like that he went to Detroit. You know, I think that. To me, the winners of the draft, though, were the Jets, as much as it pains me to say that. I thought they did really well looking at what they did. I was The thing that shocked me was the quarterback situation. Now, I granted, this was a weak quarterback draft compared to Agreed. what we've seen. But, you know, sitting there as a Giant fan, knowing we have Daniel Jones, and you got the kid out of Liberty sitting there, sitting there, sitting there, and you're like – Malik Willis. Yeah. Yes. You know, come on, take a shot on him. It's the third round. I mean, really, I, is this offensive line going to help us here? I get their offensive line sucks. Let's take a shot. Part of the problem is uh, not just for the Giants, for all teams, the quarterback market is still pretty decent in terms of who you could trade for right now. Jimmy G still to believe to be up in the air uh, in terms of availability. You know, people believe Jimmy G is available. Uh, Baker is very obviously available. Um, so that's two, I would say decent at the very least, decent starting quarterbacks, guys that you can, you could trade for and absolutely. So yeah, let's go, let's go start this guy day one. Um, you know, that situation, but you have a shot to draft somebody in the third round, not really lose anything. Have him sit on the bench for a year behind Daniel Jones, who's going to be playing anyway. And you're talking about the Giants trading for a quarterback? No, 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 no. Not that trading, was never going to happen. Not trading. They could have drafted a quarterback. But why? Why? Because Daniel Jones sucks. That's why. Yeah, but okay. But, right, hold on. But here's the thing: the poor guy has had, in his defense, he's had no offensive line. Okay, he has no consistency at head coach. You got to give the kid a chance with a new head coach. If it doesn't yeah. work, it doesn't work. And I know this is his best head coach yet, and you know that. You and I but both know gonna, this is his, he's his the best starter chance. anyway. Jake, he's the starter anyway. There's nothing wrong with having a backup. And did you right. give so, somebody a, a year or two to, to learn? You didn't what's the point of drafting him? What's the yes, point of drafting That's him? it right there. If Daniel Jones yeah. sucks this year, that's what you do. Especially because, you know what? The quarterbacks this year weren't good. They weren't. How like, you know? How do you know who's going to be good? Habert was not the best quarterback out of that draft. He, he got picked third out of the three quarterbacks. And look at his stats. He's by far exceeded what was thought of him. 
that's fine, but I'm just saying. Right, so we, we've, we've made John upset now. Look what we've done. <laughs> no, but you know what? Here's the thing. The Giants said Daniel Jones is the starter. Daniel Jones is the starter. If you draft a quarterback, it's a bad look. Give your faith to the guy for one more year. You didn't pick up his, his fifth-year option, so this is obviously make or break. Brian Dable has proved he's a great coach in terms of fixing quarterback, right? You saw what he did with Dan, with uh, Josh Allen and, and the improvement that he made with Josh Allen. And obviously, Josh is now a, a premier quarterback in this league. I'm not saying Daniel Jones is going to become Josh Allen overnight, but you're going to know pretty quickly if this kid's got the, the ability to right. become something good. Willis was ranked 21st on the big board. You're in the third round. You have a shot to get a first-round talent in the third round. You take a chance. This is the problem. This team does not take chances. It would have cost you nothing to make that move. Well, all right, but for one I'm second, saying, think about this. I'm not saying that we had a bad draft. I was happy with the draft. I thought right. we did the first round great. The best draft this we've had second. in years. If yeah. Daniel Jones becomes a good quarterback, now you have Malik Willis, and what do you do? You're going to try and trade him for, for scraps? I mean, nobody no, – You get a fifth-round pick, you lose two rounds. Who cares? It yeah, but, but, right. but, but you, you get a fifth-round pick, but instead you could have gotten a potentially uh, you know good starter for your team at, at any position of need in the third round instead and still make it a valuable pick instead of that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, he just condemned us to another year of garbage, and now we still don't know who the long-term quarterback is. It was a bad. We don't move. know who the long-term quarterback. Here's the thing: none of these bad quarterbacks move. we knew were going to be long-term. So here's the way you do it: you let Daniel Jones play it out. You give him a chance with Brian Dable, who's clearly the best coach he's had yet, especially quarterback uh, coach-wise. You know, this is his best opportunity. If he sucks, he sucks. Big deal. Then you 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 go for next year's draft, and it's fine, and nobody cares. It doesn't make a difference. But if he turns out to play well in the table, then you look smart for making the right picks. Bad move. I'm telling you now. So Put it in the book. So just to yeah, keep going down the draft, so you guys think Aiden Hutchinson was the right pick for the Detroit Lions? Oh, absolutely. Without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, I know uh, some people would argue, oh, maybe they try and get a quarterback because Jared Goff is not the answer. No, no, I don't think you but reach. There was, no, there but was I'm no just saying some people. Right I'm saying some people would yeah. argue that that's what they should have done. Right. And and to those people, I say, you sir or you sir or ma'am are foolish. I thought not they were year. gonna do that just because that's a Lions thing to do, like screw yeah, up absolutely. that pick. No. But Hutchinson was a perfect pick. There's a reason yeah. why they traded their card in basically immediately. Look. I was in the draft. I was in the media room when that kid sat down. That kid was so happy. Oh, I'm like sure. not just to be drafted, but by the Lions. Like he was yeah. talking about hey, how he's happy Michigan. to be with the Lions. You, like you, this you kid stay where you've been happy. playing for the past few years. Yeah, it's a big deal. I think that's that, exciting. I think the organization uh, got a really good one. I think they had a good draft. Yeah, um, I think they had a great draft. I think that's they had a fantastic cool. draft. I mean, what? the go on, Jay. Go, go, go. No, no, no. I was going to say, I mean, I love what the Lions did. I love this pick. You, It's a smart pick. It's not a, it's not a, you know, like I always say top picks, your top five, top 10. You don't, you don't make a risk. Like you don't take a risk. Take the surefire guy. You don't, you don't reach for a guy. And that is my transition into the third pick. I thought this was the worst pick of the draft. I thought this was stupid. I thought that this was a classic Texans move. This is what I thought the Lions would do, making a dumb move, top of the draft, and you just reach for a pick that you should not be reaching for. It was the dumbest pick of the draft. Stingley, I like the kid. I'm not saying he's not talented, but you don't take a corner at three. First of all, when you have he wasn't all even the, the best holes, corner on the board. He wasn't even. No. Yeah, he wasn't even the best corner. You skipped on Sauce, who clearly yep. was. And the Jets made a, a, an absolutely great choice by picking him. By the way, uh, yeah, very yeah, smart pick. I'm not knocking that pick. I can't knock that pick no. because he was the best player at that position. So I and get that's it. Different. Yeah, but the Texans and I told Eric this: you have so many holes to fill, and he's like, "Well, why not take why not take Stingley there if you know if you like a corner?" And I said. The corner doesn't make enough of an impact for me to take him at three. Look what the Lions did with Akuda a couple years ago at four. They still regret that pick. Like the only way, the Texans... like like when the Giants took Barkley a couple years ago with the top pick, the, and and everybody said this guy better be a Hall of Famer, and that to me isn't even potentially good enough. Like 
you know what I'm saying? Like he's not that much of an impact corner position. Isn't that much of an impact at the three I spot, think... like a defensive end, like Thibodeau, like, like you guys got, you guys got um, the guy from Alabama. You got Neil, Evan Neal. Evan Neal. Like those are cornerstone pieces that you have to have. That is, and the giants got both. Jake. Uh, we're going to yeah. talk about that. Not in only minute, did I do the Texans one. I, oh, real quick, John, I've never been so proud to be a Giants fan draft-wise. Right. Oh, we'll talk about that in a minute. I want to start with this no, first. But, we will talk about that, absolutely. But not only did they skip on one franchise position, because I, I get it. your cornerstone positions, defensive end, quarterback, you know, those positions, left tackle, those positions are cornerstone pieces. Quarterback, I, I love it, but you cannot take a corner at three, unless he's Deion I, Sanders. <laughs> and, and to me, Derek Sinling is not Deion Sanders. I would say like, the Texans' big mistake was they a they took the, the not the best corner on the board first of all, so they didn't even go for the best player in that position first of all. Second of all, they should have probably traded back, you know, even if it was four or five picks. So you're still in the top ten. I think Stingley would still be there in that top 10. I thought he was on... going to 12 at the Vikings person. Yeah. So well, that's my point. So I, I don't think we, we would see him come off the board like that, uh, that early. I don't think there'd be a problem. I think he'd still be there, but there'd be less of a reach. If you're taking him at the tail end of the top 10, Yep. at least it's uh, somewhat, I don't want to say appropriate, but it's where you expected him to be. As opposed to where they took him, I get the pick, but I think with that pick, you either take Sauce, which is fine. If you take you take him, fine by me. Like that's at least you're taking the best player at said position, and I agree with that. Or you trade back and get somebody else, or, or get him later at least. Yeah, it was it was just a bad pick. The Texans are a bad organization. They, you know, I mean there were there were some teams that. Did really well. The Jets and Giants stand out of my mind. Absolutely. You know, for bad organizations from the last few years that maybe have righted the ship that did what they needed to do in this draft. I Absolutely. mean, me and me and Jake were texting during the first round. And, you know, I said, wow, the Giants actually did the right thing. The only thing I was disappointed with, I would have liked them when they took Thibodeau, I would have liked to have had the other tackle, Kwame. But I'm not upset I'll, with Neil. Yeah, I'll touch oranges. on that in a minute. It was apples yeah. oranges with. Yeah, I mean, you you were you could have yeah. you can't go wrong with either guy. No, yeah, so, I, I mean, I'm not upset by it. Yeah. I just that would have been my preference. Preference, right? You got two cornerstone pieces, as you say. Yeah, Jake. Yeah, so it's I I wanted to talk about that anyway. So the reason I love what the Giants did was because of the way they made their pick. So Thibodeau was probably not going to be there at their next pick. Their first pick had to be Thibodeau. And I think that's the important thing of why I'm happy the way they did it. Because if you're talking about offensive linemen, right, between Aquami and Neil, they were, John said it, apples to orange. That's your 1A, 1B. Big yep. deal. You're perfectly happy getting either of them as a, as the Giants, right? And you're guaranteed you, you are, at seven, yep. Right, and you you know that both of them will be there after, after your pick at five. You know, there's only one pick in between. So the worst comes to worst. One of them leaves. Big deal. The other one's still sitting there. But the problem was if you go for one of those guys at five, which no one would have judged them for doing because they needed that, and that was those were good picks no matter what, you probably lose on Thibodeau at seven, though. He's probably no longer there. It probably yeah, you're outsmarting at yourself at that, point. at that point. Exactly. And that's why while I don't entirely disagree with what you said, JB, in terms of who I preferred – I was perfectly happy with the way the Giants did it, and I oh, love the thought behind it because I think what they said was we got two options. We can either get Thibodeau and one of the two offensive linemen that we love, or we can get the, the offensive linemen that we prefer and then have to probably reach on a player at seven or trade out of seven. And I think that's why the Giants made a, a, a phenomenal, one of the, the, the best amazing. possible draft moves because the way I see it was – you knew, but the difference between Thibodeau and the next guy was, you know, you know, it, it's like this. It's a, it's a big difference as opposed to your two linemen. You're looking at like this. They're basically neck and neck. Maybe one's you know above what? the other by just the, the, the slightest margin. I wouldn't have been upset if we took both linemen, to be honest with you. And I, I got that. both tackle positions. Oh, that would be amazing too. I, I wouldn't have been upset you know? with that either, but I like but, getting both positional yeah, needs I'm, taken care of. I, I appreciated that. 
I haven't been this happy about a draft in years. <laughs> I mean, this was right. a really good job. Yeah. No, I mean, I think I, I think the Giants, in terms of the first round, may have had the best first round, other than probably the Jets. Yeah, I, mean, I, I thought the Giants, Giants. two franchise Actually, pieces, as I mentioned, you can't beat that. You top two no. top seven picks, you yeah. five and seven, and you get two and, cornerstone pieces yeah. that I believe are both going to be fantastic players. That's the important thing. They didn't just draft cornerstone pieces or, or or pick people at five and seven. They pick players that are positional needs that will make an impact most likely right away, and they yep. take care of what needs to be taken care of. And that's that's why you know as Giants fans, I, I you know JB and myself, I'm you know we're ecstatic because why they finally did what they're supposed to do, which is take care of business instead of uh, you know stupid players, uh, uh, Kadarius Tony in the first round. You know there were better players on the board last year, right? There were other positional needs way that, better. That were, Tony were, wasn't yeah. even a value. first round pick to me exactly. But in terms of value, the Giants hit on both picks. I think they. They went through the process of outsmarting themselves and, and realized that they would outsmart themselves if they did it otherwise. And they made the, the what I believe was the right picks for those two picks. And I, I couldn't be happier. I'm 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 ecstatic. And look, the way I see it, if they don't pan out, I'm not gonna judge the Giants because no, because it was the you right have players that don't pan out. It happens. Yeah, but it was the right picks for the right exactly. Time. Joe That's Shane, Brian Dable, the way I look at it, they haven't played a snap. Nothing has happened yet, but in terms of building trust as a fan, as a uh, somebody that loves and appreciates football, they've earned my trust so far because of the moves they're making. That is smart moves. That's how you gain the trust of myself, other fans, other analysts, other people that watch the game because you make the right choices. You don't make the 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 stupid choices like we've seen in the past. I, I, I'm I couldn't be happier. I'm 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 truly ecstatic. So some of these, JB, go on, finish your statement, then we'll we'll. Uh, no, I on. mean, it, it's just the right way to to run a draft, and sometimes the players don't pan out. But if it's the right guy for the right pick, you don't get mad at the team; you get mad right. at the player, and that happens, you know. But if you're just picking a Canarius Tony who doesn't belong in that spot, and, that, and yeah, he doesn't pan that's, out, that's the team's fault. That's when you get but pissed if, because, like, why would you? Why would you yeah. do that? Exactly. exactly. When you're picking the person who should be number five and he doesn't pan out, that's not the team's fault. They did their homework. These guys were picked where they should have been picked. Exactly. And hope, hopefully they're, they're talented and everything. You know, the scouts are right, and they live up to their expectations. If they do, Completely we got two, two hell of a players coming to uh, MetLife Stadium. Absolutely. So, so I want to talk about some more picks. Um I wanted to, first of all, I wanted to talk about the Falcons. What do you guys think about Drake London just quickly? You guys like this pick for the Falcons at eight. I'm not sure I love a receiver at eight when you're the Falcons. You have a lot more holes, kind of like the Texans. I feel like you have more. I mean, I understand the wide receiver thing with Calvin Ridley, but yeah, I, with I all think these Falcons, holes that you have, I really don't like a receiver at eight. I feel like it's a bit of a reach. To me, it feels like they were just trying to go with the, what they felt was the best player on the board. And I get it. I, I understand it. Um, I'm glad the one thing they didn't do was draft a quarterback at that position. And I say that because they already have Mariota. And I'm not saying he's great. Mariota is not necessarily – he's not the the answer for the future, or at least we don't know that he is. He might be. Who knows? Maybe he revives his career. We don't know. But what I do like is I think they knew that the quarterbacks weren't great, and if they didn't get one, it wasn't the end of the world. Um, I also think they knew they weren't going to be all gone by the end of the first round. Clearly they knew something we didn't know. Um, But I don't hate the pick. I think it's, I like the idea behind it. I, I, I do think the Calvin Ridley uh, situation really plays into it. They want to be able to try and evaluate how good Mariota actually can be with this team. So I think they want to put some weapons around him to try and uh, really evaluate his talent, uh, Try and try and figure out if he's a viable option. And they went the and got Desmond Ritter. They went and got Desmond Ritter right. later on. So they got yeah. the quarterback that they that they wanted. Ritter mentioned about how he's not leaving Atlanta until he gets them a Super Bowl. So I mean he's extremely confident. I looked at his stats in college, they're not very impressive. But this I mean, when you go to the NFL, your college stats don't matter anymore. Right. It matters about what you do in the NFL. So we'll see what happens with him. But I don't love the pick. Drake Lennon, I feel like when you're a team that has that many holes, receiver, 
And Drake London isn't Jalen Waddle. He's I not agree. Devonta Smith. He's not, you know what I mean? He's not I Chase. No, He's not Jamar agree. Chase. Like overall, this draft was a horrible draft. Yeah, I, I was gonna say was, I don't know, just this year's guys just there was not that that group that, you know, oh I is this guy, is that it's this okay. Who are we right. gonna take? And to go who would you want the Falcons to have taken there? I mean, if you look at the next couple of picks, they were all receivers except for the offensive tackle. I like the Charles Cross pick by the Seahawks. I would have loved the Falcons to have hit that. Um, That would have been a great pick for them because I love Cross. I think he's um, up there with Icky and them, but a little bit of a step below them. But I think you know he's a a really good player. Absolutely. And uh, I thought the Seahawks got a steal at nine and. I know it's not sexy, but I thought the Falcons should have addressed the offensive line. Uh, with, with Cross being at eight, I thought he would have been a better fit than London. It's, but. It's, John, it's not about what's sexy. That's why I love what the Giants did. They didn't go for both sexy oh. picks. I mean, you know, edge rushers are, are, I don't want to call them sexy, but they're a little more exciting, right? They have that little more, that extra appeal. Uh, but then go and just go for a lineman. You know what? I'm cool with it. It doesn't have to be the... The flashy pick, I don't care because it's what you need. Um, no. the, the, the one team, I, I don't want to talk about them, and I'm sad Eric is not here, but we have to because this team, I mean, with a f- absolute steal in the first round, has to, we have to talk about the Eagles for a second. I mean, I don't like talking about the Eagles, but, I mean, that is a steal and a half. You get A.J. Brown basically for your first round pick. That's that's in essence what that trade was. AJ yep. Brown to the Eagles, and it was an 18th. Third. It wasn't like it was a fifth overall. Uh-huh. It was a late first round. Exactly. You know, the late first round. Like that, yep. you trade that ev- all day, every day. I mean, look, it hurt. I hated it. It made me sad. Um, but I give credit to Philly. I mean, look, Jalen Hurts has no excuse to not be good this year. Him and Tua have zero excuse I this completely year. Both agree. players. You know, you know what I mean? Like they're still developing, yeah, but doesn't matter. you surrounded them with the receivers. You know what I mean? Philly Absolutely. and Miami both went and got rookie receivers last year. Top tier yep. rookie receivers. You got, you got two, you got Devonta Smith and Jalen Waddle who are great receivers. Yep. And now you've got two of the best receivers in the game, AJ Brown. Yep. And, so no and so quarterbacks are in the same boat. No excuse for either guy. Not to make it about my team, but just no, Jalen Hurts right. and two are in the same exact no, boat right I, now. For once, I agree with you. If they don't pan out, yeah, I mean, in my opinion, no, probably is, should move on from. In my men. opinion, this is a prove it year for both quarterbacks. Yes. More Tua than Jalen Hurts because Jalen Hurts has put up, relatively speaking, better numbers. I'm not calling him better. I'm just saying his numbers overall have probably been a little bit better well, than Tua, but both are prove it years. Right, I mean, right, really, yeah, when I you look you. at there's there's three main quarterbacks to me that are on years to prove themselves Daniel Jones, Tua, oh, sure. Jalen Hurts. That's it. Those three. So when you. It's either you prove it this year or you're gone next year, and that's the end of it. Yep. Because Jalen Hurts and Tua especially, they just got, I mean, some of the best weapons in the game. You better prove to me that you can you, you can play with those guys. Because if yeah. you can't win with them, you're not going to get better than that. It's, it's not yeah. going to get any you know any sweeter than that. When you, talk, when you compare the Tua to, um, to Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts has had much better stats you know, so far. Yeah. So I'm not – saying he's going to go out there and prove anything at this point. He's just going to go out and play his game and he'll be fine. He's in the worst division of football still. So they're going to be decent anyway. Tua, on the other hand, had no offensive line last year. So to That's me, fun. it's like almost like he's a rookie still. Let's see what he can do. He's got a new coaching staff. It's going to take time for him to learn. But so there, there real, are different pages. And they fixed his offensive quick. line. They spent a lot of money on that on, too. On, on Jalen Hurts. <laughs> Yards were fine last year. They were, you know, they were okay. Thirty-one hundred yards. I mean, but sixteen touchdowns and nine interceptions. It's just not good. I mean, it, I'm going to be. I mean, you know, his, his, his completion percentage is fine. I'm cool with that. But you know, he's got to be. He's got to be throwing close to. Well, well Jake, huh? to Jake's point, they drafted Devonta Smith for him. They got Godert for him. The running the way, game, for some reason, they didn't use last year. They did. They had games where Miles Sanders carried the ball twice in game. So that was on the coaching staff. But they have well, weapons in Philly so now. Like here's what I'll there's say no about, you know, about Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts needs to throw a minimum of 25 touchdowns next year. Minimum, yep. absolute minimum. Or I'd say get the heck out of here. And I'm saying that because 
He has more time with Devonta Smith. He now has A.J. Brown. So let's say A.J. Brown catches seven or eight touchdowns. You throw an extra touchdown to Goddard or Devonta Smith. You and, added. You just added nine touchdowns. Now you're if and you're they're clearly friends. Nine, I'm better. They were together when he got traded yeah, to the Eagles. They were, they were together. <laughs> right. So my point is, you're adding a guy like A.J. Brown. You better be throwing. You know, you don't have to throw double-digit touchdowns to him, but you better be throwing seven, eight, nine touchdowns to him throughout the season. That's you know, one every two games probably on average. Yeah, you know, depending no on what, somewhere to, in there, one not to ball out. Yeah, that, I, that's what I expect from him. Um, I, I don't, so, so that's I why don't I'm saying with that. Though, when you look at it, oh, that's because you had him on your fantasy team. You're like that. Oh, it's no, like that no. way with your gambling. You had him on your fantasy oh, team. No, no. He, he's a good quarterback. So is Tua. I think they're both going to be fine. I think he's a decent play. quarterback, but yeah, they're both good. Or we're not saying play. they're not going to be. We're just saying this but, is the last year for them to prove it. Tua's in a worse cool. position in terms of prove it. I admit that. Like yeah. he is in, uh, I guess a, a deeper hole. He needs to prove it more. I, mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I think it depends on the system but, and how it plays them. I think you know. I give him half a year to get used to the new system, and then we'll see how he does the second half, uh, where Kirk should come right in and should do fine. So I want to talk about the receivers. Uh, I want to talk about the receivers drafted in front of Detroit's 12th pick with Jamison uh, Williams. So the Jets took Garrett Wilson, which I didn't like. I understand they're trying to get a weapon for, for Zach Wilson, but he took Garrett Wilson, who I didn't like. Then the Saints traded up to get Chris Alave. Well, I liked him as a player, but I feel like I love Jamison Williams in this draft. My favorite receiver in this draft. I thought the Chiefs were going to jump up at some point and take this guy. He would have been a perfect fit with Patrick Mahomes. This guy's from Bama. I thought he was the best wide receiver in the draft. The Falcons took a receiver before this guy. Jets did. Saints did, and then the Lions were like, okay, I mean, if you're going to leave Jamison Williams at 12 for us, and we trade up as Lions fans, we trade up and with Minnesota, division rival, and get Jamison Williams, and the Vikings get screwed. The Vikings gave up, I mean, the Lions gave up basically nothing to get this pick, to move up like, like what, 20 picks, 15 or 20 picks. Right. Vikings like, yeah, sure, Lions. Like, you can move up all these spots, and you don't have to give up next to anything, and you're going to get Jamison Williams. I, like, the Vikings were stupid for this. The Lions with a brilliant move. Lions, I mean, they got Jamison Williams and Aiden Hutchinson. I think ultimately a, the, the, the I thing love is this move. some of those picks I think were panic picks a little bit. I, yeah, I, I, I think that's, so, That's the too. feeling I get. You I know, just don't understand how you skip Jameson Williams. Like, no, he should have been the first receiver. I think the, the problem is, so the Jets take Wilson, but then the Saints are like, uh-oh, guys are going off the board. So they just, they, 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 they almost hit the panic button, right? There were teams that needed receivers. Jets, Saints, Lions really all did need receivers. Yeah. Uh, and and I the think, Falcons, yeah. Right, but I'm, I'm just saying in that string yeah, 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 of three yeah. in a row, yeah. those guys needed receivers. It feels a little bit like, Somebody hit the panic button and said, "Uh oh, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do?" And instead of taking logical picks, they're all good receivers. Don't get me wrong. Oh, I think yeah. they just went with who is there, who do we like? Okay. Um, I, I don't think any of the receivers in this draft are great. I think last year is a good example of a good receiver class, especially uh, you know Jalen Waddle. I think. Well, and, I think. And, and, I- I think Jameson Williams is going to be an absolute stud for Detroit. That's why I thought Kansas City was going to make a move and make a bold move by going and getting this guy for Patrick Mahomes and replacing Tyreek Hill. That's what I because him and Ty, him and Patrick Mahomes together would have been absolutely fantastic. And I was surprised that the Lions did what the, I thought the Chiefs were going to do. And kudos to the Detroit Lions for yeah. they did. I mean, they took they not only screwed over the the Vikings. But the Packers don't get this guy. Packers could have tried to jump up at that spot, but know that it's the Lions who we never expect. And I absolutely, I mean, I just can't yeah. say enough about this. So I want to jump ahead a couple picks. I yeah, want to go, go to, to number 20. Uh, that's the Steelers. Uh, I don't know what the Steelers were thinking. I like Kenny Pickett. I think he's a good quarterback and don't take, don't take us the wrong way. I think he's a solid quarterback. But I don't know what they were thinking taking him at 20th overall. I just, I to me, it makes no sense. I think their biggest positional need was probably 
a wide receiver at that position. You just lost Juju, even though he was hurt last season. You, you still, Juju's a, a, an important player. You got Deontay Johnson. You got Chase Claypool, but I, I've i never liked either of them. I think that they're both just, especially um, uh, Claypool, is just too much in his own head, too much of a diva, too much of a, you know, all the negative things I could say. I, I don't love either of them. I think their best receiver probably right now is their tight end, Pat Fryermuth. I think, uh, you know, he's their, their best well, weapon. I mean, Deontay but, Johnson had 107 catches, 1,161 yeah. yards, and eight scores. So That's, he was pretty damn good for them no, last I, I don't, year. I don't mean it like that. I mean, I don't like him in terms of personality. I don't think oh, – okay. I think, you know, you want to talk culture fits. is It's an important thing. To me, he doesn't – both of them, him and Claypool – more Claypool than Johnson, but uh, you know they're just. I don't feel like they're the the right fits for that team. I, I just, I, it's something about them, especially Claypool. Like I said, just he rubs me the wrong way. Um, That's a typical Steelers receiver. No, but you know what? Wallace, Antonio Brown, Juju, Claypool. I mean, these are all the diva receivers. It's a Steelers thing, man. It's always. Uh, but, been but that. that's. But anyway, but my point is. Why would you go for Kenny Pickett? I mean, you just signed Mitch Trubisky. I mean, to me, it seemed like okay, he's your day one starter. He learned under Josh Allen. He's he's a he's a decent quarterback. Let's give him a shot. What do you what are you hoping to get with Kenny Pickett? Because if he becomes your starter, then I throw into question. Well, why the heck did you uh, go out and sign Mitch? What was the you know, what was the point of of signing Mitch at that point when you did? It, it was pretty clear you thought he was a starter, right? So what was the what was the logic there? And also, you know, I mean, I hate to be like everybody else, but Kenny Pickett's hand size is a little concerning, and also the fact that they shrunk apparently. Like the, the measurements were between you know, what a couple days that they the size was different. I mean, that's a little bit strange to me. I, I just and, and look, if you're going to draft a quarterback, I don't think Kenny Pickett was the guy. I just thought it was too high, JB. I, I'm not a fan of the pick, but you know. Trubisky's not your long-term starter. Trubisky was the guy because they had nobody at this point. He was available and fits the salary. Which I get. You know, why not take a shot? Pick it. You know, that's the guy that they felt would be best for them. I mean, you know, what wide receiver was there at that point that was that exciting that, you know, compared to who they got in the second round? It wasn't like they were getting somebody that was that much better. Wide receiver was probably the deepest position of the draft. Oh, yeah. I mean, as we said, the receivers were all gone. You know, by the time they got to 20. So there was nothing wrong with that pick. Do I think it was the right quarterback for them? Probably not. But you have Trubisky. The guy's going to pick it's going to sit on the bench. He's going to learn the job. If it doesn't work out, all right, they wasted one first-round pick. What were they going to get would be that would be that much better? Well, I think what they could have done was trade back into the second round, uh, you know, give up their first-rounder because they clearly didn't they didn't find any receivers they liked there. So trade out of the first round, maybe get a couple, you know, a second round and maybe a, I don't know, a fifth round pick maybe, right? You get a, a, a second and a fifth for your first. You have multiple second round picks. Now you could um, now you could possibly get your quarterback that you want, Kenny Pickett or, or, or Desmond Ritter or uh, Malik Willis. You get him in the second round and you can get a wide receiver. But it just, to me, that would have made more sense. And then you get an extra pick in the fifth. Big deal, right? You, you just it would have made more sense to me to trade out just because I didn't think Kenny Pickett was a first round pick. I didn't think any of these quarterbacks were really so first round picks. There was this was one of the weakest quarterback drafts I've probably ever seen. It is oh, it's horrible. horrendous. It was horrible. You know, they're not that, bad players by any means, but they're not. You know, you're you're, you're not yeah. they're they're not your your Kyler Murray's, your Josh right. Allen's, your, all these your guys. typical first round guys that you want to have that you you're salivating to get one of them. These guys, no, you just see was, them and you're like, this looks okay. I but, might be interested in it later on, but not now. To touch on your point, Jake, I believe I agree. I think all these quarterbacks are quarterbacks that you're going to have to sit for the first year or maybe two. Um, I think they're all projects. I don't think any of them are day right. one starters. Oh, without a so, doubt. So I completely agree that that's why I wouldn't spend a first-round pick on any of these guys. If you're going to spend Which a first-round pick on a quarterback, to I me, agree. he better be playing. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Or, or, or if and if he's not playing, it just or yeah, I get he shouldn't saying. be a project. It should be a right. we just want him to sit and learn for a year because yeah. we think it'll help his mental developments, as opposed to he's going to be a legitimate, um, 
a project, like a guy, a guy like Josh Allen, you know, if they sat him for a year because somebody else was starting, fine. It's not because Josh Allen was a project. It was because they just wanted him to learn. Now, that wasn't the case, but, you know, I, I, I picked Josh Allen because he's a recent quarterback, right? He's yeah. a good quarterback, though, and he was worth the first-round pick because look at what he's done. Um, you know, it to me, it was just – it was it was not but a smart choice. It, it didn't make sense. When Josh Allen got picked, there was nothing but doubt from everyone. Yes, Why they the did say he was raw. They said he was, he was raw. That's fine. Coming up, uh, you know, he wasn't going to be ready to do it. He's not going to be able to play in the cold. What are they going to do up in Buffalo? This is the wrong pick, you know. And sure enough, we're, everybody was wrong, you know. So fair. how can how can you you know you can't say that pick it's the wrong pick right now? Would it would that have been the the pick I would have gone with? Probably I don't say not. that. I'm not saying Pickett's a bad pick. I just don't think he was a first round pick. And I no, said I don't think like, any of them were. My point is, you could have gotten him in the second or third round still. And I'm not saying that because of hindsight. I'm saying that because this was not a heavy quarterback draft. No, yeah, I don't think you would have been worried about anybody stealing him. From right. You. That's what I mean. No. I mean, I, I got to be honest. I also don't think he was going to be the first quarterback off the board for anybody else. I don't. I don't believe. It was like, oh, everybody's going after Pickett. It's like, no, the bigger names were actually Desmond Ritter and Malik Willis, and Pickett was probably considered third uh, on that list, most likely, right? He wasn't the – it's not that he's bad. He just wasn't the number one guy. No, it's just he, he wasn't the guy. Completely correct. And you speaking know. of quarterbacks, so Malik Willis goes to the Titans. Did you guys hear what Ryan Tannehill said today? Nope. No. Oh, boy. So – Ryan Tannehill, let me, let me find it real quick, because he did not have any clue that they were going to draft. Yeah, I heard that they had not consulted, but I don't really care if you don't no. consult somebody, because guess what? They shouldn't have to consult you. They're the team running the team. No, I agree shouldn't have that. to go to you and but, say, oh, we're going to draft this guy, unless you draft him, like, first round, and you're like, Tannehill's like, why would you do that? You know what I mean? They draft him, I, like, the third round. Here's what I don't like. That This is what Tannehill said. Um I don't think it's my job to mentor him. If he learns from me along the way, that's the that's a great thing. I hate that attitude. I get Tannehill might be a little frustrated what happens. And I'm not saying you have to mentor him, but I don't like the way he said that. To me, that rubs me the wrong way. It makes you look like a colossal what's wrong with that? What, was the what was the what was the question that was asked that he said that? Because there's absolutely nothing wrong with what he said. It's I don't know what I don't know what the question was. I could try He's and right. find it for you. He's because Ben, the starting quarterback um, of the Tennessee Titans, all he needs to do out is, is go out, play football, win games. Because Ben Roethlisberger, JB, said something along the same lines, I believe, last year, or the year before, when he was asked about something like that. Aaron or Brett Farr was asked about something like that when Aaron Rodgers came along. Same thing. Um, a lot of these guys are like, it's not my job to mentor him. Now, of course, you know they're gonna behind the scenes, they're gonna help them and their teammates, but. They're right. It's not their job to to take them under their wing, and you know what I mean. Their job is to be the starting yeah, quarterback until I, they're I, no longer the starting quarterback. I, I, I've never liked that attitude. It doesn't bother because me one bit. I, I'm I don't disagree. Their job is to be the starter, but I it reminds me of how Brett Favre treated Aaron Rodgers, and I hated that because it's a very self centered thought, and I get it. I completely understand. Yes, you're the starter. You got to worry about your own butt. But at the same time, this is a paycheck. You get hold on, hold on, hold on. You get at the same time. To be fair, to be fair, out of order, out of order. I can't even finish talking with this with this guy. Out of order with this guy. No, but what I don't like about it, and what bothers me, is that he has this attitude of like, you know, who are you to you know to 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 walk in the building? This is a kid that just wants to learn football and to treat him as if he doesn't matter. Take a job. But that's not that's not his his place to worry about right now. He needs to go out and, to keep his job. But my point is, this is a kid that try, just wants to learn football. He just it's he didn't ask to be drafted there. It's it shouldn't be a personal thing against Malik Willis, which is why I don't like that attitude. It's not like Malik Willis came up to him and said, "Hey man, I'm going to take your job." No, he got drafted not by choice. It was he was put on this team. He, he nobody uh, Malik no. Willis didn't say, "I'm going to come take your job." He didn't ask to be drafted by the Titans. The Titans made this decision. Be mad at the organization, not the other players. I, I'm I'm not saying it's his job to mentor him, but if he's going to give him the cold shoulder, I can't stand that. I think that's just 
It's just wrong. This is a guy that just wants to learn football, and you can pass some knowledge down to him, whether he's going to be your team's quarterback or another team's quarterback. Why should he suffer because you don't want to be, you know, a, 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 a little bit caring, a little bit nice, a little bit polite towards him? I'm not saying you have to give him the job. I'm just saying don't be, a, you know, don't be a jerk. So question for you. Is Malik Willis not going to go out there and try and win the starting job? Is he going to go out and say – He's going to have no chance just, with that. He's not. I guess, well, he's, no, I, but to JB's point, yeah. Is he going to go out there and say, listen, I'm just here to learn. I'm not here to play football? No, he could be. I don't know. Some No, you say that. But seriously, quarterbacks do that. And I say that because some quarterbacks know, look, this is not my team. Aaron Rodgers is a perfect example probably, right? I don't think Aaron Rodgers expected to take over for Brett Favre right away, right? Why? Because Brett Favre was one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. Now, Ryan Tannehill is not the same. But when you know the guy is the starter, it's clear he's the starter. You don't try and just steal a thunder right away. You know you got to sit back and earn your place. And that's what I think some some players forget and don't realize. This is probably one of the situations where Malik Willis says, yeah, this is not my place to just take over right away. i got to earn my place on this team. I mean, injuries happen. I mean, you never yeah. know what happens if one – I mean, it happened to Drew Bledsoe. He got injured. Tom Brady took his job, and well, that was that. I mean, it happens. Ben Roethlisberger, you know, that's how he got his job. He got drafted, and then uh, was it Tommy Maddox got hurt, and Ben Roethlisberger got the job, and that was that. Like, so you never know because if Tan- all it takes is one slip up. Lake Wells has a good game. They ride the hot hand. And then Tannehill never gets his job back. You know what I mean? Like, and well, then Tannehill you potentially, that you potentially the get place, cut but... the year after or something. And then you're it. out some money. Like, so you're, oh. you have to watch out for yourself. It's not a I, selfish thing. That's just how the business is. I get that. But the attitude of it's not my job to mentor him, to treat him, you know, to, to have that kind of attitude is a little bit, it's uh it's self-centered, which I don't, I don't like that. You, you know, football is a team sport. Right, it is. So you you got to be a team player. A I'm not saying no, but on, but football is a team sport. So I'm saying you can't be the me. It can't be the Ryan Tannehill show. It can't be me, 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 me. You got to be a little bit willing to to help what's best for the team. And that's I'm not saying you want to give up your job. I'm not asking you to give up your job. I'm just saying don't make it all about you. It's not all about Ryan Tannehill. That makes me think of like any time somebody says, well, this player didn't take a pay cut to help the team. They're not a team player. No. I mean, you got to do what you got to do to get your paycheck. And if it hurts the team, hey, you you only you have a short window to get that money. So I'd I never knock it. a person for getting their money. So Tannehill's got to get his paychecks. Never knock a player for that. Tannehill's already got his paychecks. He's hey, hey, if you're paid that much, you want to keep getting paid. In that short window, with all the hits you take, you want to keep getting. Either way, though, to be on a on a separate note, let's be real. Ryan Tannehill does not deserve that job. He's not a good quarterback. He's just no. Without without Derrick Henry, he's nothing. No, but he can't go with that mindset that no, I suck. I'm just, quarterback. but I'm saying that to you. I'm saying that as yeah, a, oh, as a piece of conversation for us. Right? I agree. Ryan Tannehill is not. I, I think Malik Willis is going to take that job sooner rather than later. It may not they be just, this year, but. They just don't expect Ryan they don't have the, necessarily have the weapons for him anymore. I mean, they just got rid of AJ Brown. You know what? Malik Willis, I think, is a more versatile quarterback. I think he's, you know, Ryan Tannehill does not have mobility. I think Malik Willis has got that edge to him. He's got a little more mobility to his, you know, I mean, I mean, and that's most quarterbacks nowadays. I mean, find me a quarterback in college now that's a pure pocket passer. You're gonna be there's they're far and few between. It's Tannehill. It's, Tannehill should have that mobility. He was a freaking wide receiver in college. <laughs> but he doesn't have that mobility. You know, oh, I know. I'm just see, saying he, he should. I'm just, you know what I mean? But like, yeah. that's what I mean. So that's one thing that Malik Willis will have. And that's, I, I've said this before. That's something you need. Dom, I see what you Yeah, he there. wins games. Uh-huh. I see, no, I know. That's a reference to last night on the sports arena. I know what oh, he did geez. there. Well, anyway, but yeah, I, you know, that's one of the problems with Tannehill. He doesn't, he's not a pure pocket passer. But he definitely he he can be a little bit of a statue at times. He kind of he can act like one sometimes, which is oh yeah something he's got to worry about because you know looking at Eli Manning, why did he lose his job? He was old, not playing well, and he was a pure pocket passer who couldn't move for his life. Uh, we saw right? it. We saw Tannehill is not the guy when Derrick Henry went down, and Tannehill absolutely. could do absolutely nothing. I that think that's is, part of where this stems from. He knows yeah. he is he's, definitely he's, not the guy, and he I think he realizes like his said. time is short. But. As long as he keeps winning games, he'll be there. But for now, can't disagree. It's not his job to mentor anybody. All right, Jake, let's talk some hockey before we get yes, out of sir. here. Yes, sir. 
What would you like to talk about, sir? Uh, the NHL playoffs. Well, I don't know if there was something specific you wanted to start with. That's all. No, no, no. You lit, you're our hockey guy. I got Bring you. No, on. absolutely. I mean, look, I, I think some of these series, I, look, this is probably one of, the, one of the more boring first rounds. I'm going to be completely honest really? with you. Really? I, I hate some of these matchups. I think they're so boring. Leafs Lightning think... is a great matchup. No, I, I'm not saying all of them are bad, but like I think Kings Bruins is a great matchup. Rangers Penguins right. is going to be physical. So, so, so here's what I'll give you that are that I like. I love uh, Bruins Canes. I agree. Lightning Maple Leafs. I actually don't like it at all, and I'll tell you why in a second. Blues Wild. It's okay. Kings Oilers. I hate it. It's I'll, again. I'll explain everything. I, I love that series. I, I'll explain. Rangers Pens. I love that. Not only because I'm a Rangers fan, but you know division rivalries. That's pretty obvious. Panthers Caps, I actually kind of enjoy that. I do like I think that it's idea. Be a good series. Predators Avalanche, I think is going to be boring as can be. Yeah. And Stars Flames, same thing. I'm just uninterested. So I'll, I'll give you a rundown of simply why. Canes Bruins, I mean, look, the Canes are the better team, but the Bruins will give them a fight. It's it's yep. plain and simple, John. You know that. Yep. Just because you're the better team doesn't mean anything. The Bruins are experienced. The Canes are not as experienced. That's something that the Bruins have over the Canes, despite you being the better team. It's going to be a fun matchup no matter what. I think the Canes win in five or six games. I don't think it's going to be uh, a seven-game series by any stretch of the imagination, but Canes move on to my mind. The reason I don't like the Lightning and the Maple Leafs, and, John, I think you'll agree with this, the Lightning, despite probably having some fatigue from winning back-to-back cups, there's one thing that the Maple Leafs are just amazing at doing. You know what that is, John? It's choking in the playoffs. They excel at that one. You know what? They won 5 nothing last night, and you know how much stock I put into that? Zip. Because if I go year by year, this is what they do. They come out hot. They look good in the first two or three games, and then they fizzle out and absolutely I just suck. want the lightning to be out of this. That's all I, I want. Look, I'd love well, that too. Wasn't that the same, the same take on the Capitals before they won it? And the same take on no. the Lightning. No, so the Capitals, no, it's, di- it's the different Capitals with the was Leafs. different because the Capitals at least could make the second round. The Maple Leafs don't even get to the second round. The, the Maple Leafs are – they implode after the first few The games. last time a, a Canadian yeah. hockey team won the Stanley Cup, I mean, holy crap. I can't even remember the last yeah, time. Yeah, Canadian. but Chokey is And that's their and... sport. And they oh, it's like they're cursed. Like they always find it's, a it's way. It's pretty rough. To it's, choke it away. They, it's, weren't it's they up bad. like 3-0 in a series or 3-1 a couple years ago, and they found a way to choke That's that away? Point. It's like to the Flyers or something like that. So That is my point, John. <laughs> they always That's... find a way. Okay, just to point out, last year in the first round, they lost. Didn't win a game. The year before that, they lo- actually – okay, I'd like to point out, since 2017, they've made the playoffs every year since 2017. This is their first season that they've won a single game. I didn't in even 2017, know that. they lost in the first round. Zero. I mean, excuse me. No, excuse me. That's not. I'm sorry. I misread. It's their. They haven't won a round since 2017. They've advanced to the first round minimum, or in in 2020, which doesn't really count. But yeah, the, the, that playing round, they yeah, haven't won garbage. a single Get series since 2017, and they've been to the playoffs every single year. <laughs> and that's my point. So they've won games. So I take that back. I knew they won games. I knew that for a fact. But my point is. They win every year. They get into the playoffs. They look good in the regular season. They can't even win in the first round. And even if they win in the first round, this team somehow finds a way to lose every single year. That's why I'm not interested in this series. They'll win two or three games in this series. The Lightning will end up winning in six or seven, and that'll be the end of it because that's what they do. It's it's the Maple Leaf curse. It's just the way it is. Um, Blues Wild, I said I kind of like that, actually. The Blues are a weird team. They won a couple years ago. They looked so good. Now they're like, what are they, right? Last year they weren't nearly as good, and it's just they're one of those teams that I, I'm confused by when I watch they them. They remind me I, of St. Louis Cardinals in baseball. Right. They're good. I know they're good, but they have these seasons where they're like really good. They win it all, and then they fall, and now they're back. And I, the Wild are a good young team. Mark andre Fleury, a goalie now. I think it's going to be a solid series. I think it goes six, seven games. I know the Blues won four nothing, but again, the first games don't mean a lot for the most part for most teams. Most of the time, it's kind of hard to judge. Kings Oilers, why don't I like this series? Okay, I will tell you why, John. I love it. I hate it, and I'm, it's very simple. There's two things. First of all, the Oilers should be decimating the Kings. They lost last night because that's what the Oilers do. Yep. Second of all, 
even if the Kings advance past this round, they're not going anywhere. That's it. They'll go one more round. That's it. They will lose next round, period, end of story. doesn't matter who they face. They will lose. They snuck into the playoffs. They shouldn't have been here in the first place. They're not a playoff caliber team. This is how hockey works. Hockey's different than any other once sport. Once you get to the playoffs yep. in hockey, if you get a hot goalie, it you can make a run. But the Kings yep. don't have a hot goalie right now. That's but he's, the problem. But JB's saying, like, it, you, no, know, I know. you know in hockey, any, oh, I know. hockey is the one sport where any team can make a run. It doesn't you're matter if you're eight seed or whatever. Hockey is that one sport. Why I don't like this is even if the Oilers advance – the Oilers find a way to lose every oh, single yeah. year. It's just like the Maple Leafs. So I'm not impressed by these teams. Rangers, Penguins, I absolutely love. Not because the, the Penguins are are particularly good. They're an okay team. The Rangers are the far better team, in my opinion. I think the Penguins are a solid team. They're still yeah. good, but they're getting older. The Rangers have this incredible just well of, of just young players, which could work to their disadvantage, ironically. But it's going to be fun no matter what. Because these two teams, they just – I mean, this first game is proof. It's 3-3. There's uh, about 11 and a half minutes in the first period. I mean, it's exactly it's been what you expect. a great game so far. Yeah, it's been a I great mean, game. It, it's fun to watch. It's it's a rivalry that you can't beat it. It's just that's the way it is. Caps, Panthers, I don't I, – I think it's okay. I don't hate it. Um, the main reason I don't hate it is, you know, the Panthers are good, and they are clearly the best team – uh, President's Trophy curse is the real thing. That's why I don't have the yep. Panthers winning the cup because, of course, I don't. And, and they're an inexperienced team, like playoff wise, so we right. don't know. But, what but I love, they are. I love the matchup. Well, I, I like, I enjoy the matchup because the Caps do have that veteran uh, mentality, that that veteran leadership. They're a solid team still, even though they also snuck into the playoffs, kind of like the Kings. I think they'll give the Panthers a run for their money. Yeah, I, I just do don't see the Caps winning. No, I, no. But I think they'll give them a run for their money, and it'll scare it'll scare the Panthers a little bit. That's I don't see do. the Panthers uh, losing this series, but at the same time, they're going to have to play a different type of hockey because they exactly. were scoring so many goals. Playoff hockey isn't about you know open skating and scoring six goals, seven, eight goals a game. It doesn't yep. happen. The game exactly. gets very compact. It's hitting. It's a different game. Uh huh. And then that brings me to the Predators and Avalanche. Why don't I like that? I don't think I really have to explain. The Preds don't deserve to be in the playoffs either. The Avalanche are one of the teams I think have a a good shot at the at the Cup this year. Simple as that. Same thing with the Stars and Flames. I think the Flames are a solid team. They're working well as a uh, as a team right now. Things are going their way. The Stars barely even made the playoffs. You know they were a fluke to make the Cup. Uh, what was it last season? Now they they didn't deserve to be there. I just you know, uh, and the Avalanche to they me exist. are one of these teams. You mentioned the Avalanche; they're one of these teams that every year they look really really good, and they get yep. to the second round and they fall apart every yep. year. Remember what happened with the Vegas Golden Knights? Yeah, no, I remember. And in we all thought year, it was like over. Said, it's been consistent that they do that. Yep, they uh-huh. just can't get over that hump. They yeah. get a pass. Like nobody gives them a tough time for it. Everybody gives the Leafs a tough time, but the Avalanche fall. They always fall apart yeah, second no. round. So real quick, what I want to do is a little. Uh, I guess we'll call it an experiment. I'm going to share my screen real quick. Hopefully, I can. It should yeah. allow me. Uh, there we go. Share. Work. Ah, perfect. We are going to do a little simulator together. We are going to make our picks as a team, and we're going to see who we think is winning the cup. Let's go. So we're going to go round by round. Okay. So, Abs Preds. I think we both, all three of us, would agree. The Abs, abs. move on. I don't, right. I, can, I don't know if this is interactive. I don't think it is. Come on, there's right. gotta be. I don't think it is, but that's okay. It doesn't matter. All um, right, Abs. So we have the Abs here. I think the Blues win this series. I think it's going to be a lengthy series, but I think it's going to be Blues. I think Blues in six. Yeah, okay. Blues. I think Calgary wins this easily, and actually, I'm going to say LA wins this. I say LA as well. All right, so all right, so we got Abs, Blues, Flames, Kings. I'm taking, despite everything I've said, I'm going to take the Blues to win this series. I have the Blues as well. I'm going to be different again with the Abs. (laughs) All right, fine. No, that's fair. So it doesn't. You know, that's why I wanted to do this. All right, and then Calgary and Kings. Kings made their Cinderella story, if you will, by getting past the first round. That's it. They don't go farther than that. I, I got Blues Calgary right here. I think the Kings do it again. You think so? I got Calgary. Yep. 
All right. So John has so actually JB has uh Avs Calgary. I have what did I say Blues Kings and John has Kings and Blues. No, I have excuse me, I have Blues Flames. John has Kings and Blues. Gotcha. Blues, yep. All right, so JB you have Avs and what'd you say Flames? Uh, Calgary's going all the way to the. All right, like, so you uh, think? All right, yeah. so Calgary in the Stanley Cup final. Remember, they're in Canada, so that's yeah. A, yeah. I'm John, breaking the curse here. Canada's going to love me. John, you're with me. You got Blues Kings. What do you got? Uh, I got the Kings, man. It's wow. it's LA's been winning these championships, and LA's going to finally get back wow. to the championship. I got I got the Blues in the Stanley Cup final on my left side. So we got Blues for me. JB, would you say Calgary? Calgary. And, John, you got the Kings. Wow, we are weird. All right, on to the right (laughs) side of the bracket, the East, and then we'll wrap things up. Yep. I say Panthers. 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 Not even a question. Lightning. Lightning. Uh, Leafs. All right, so John with the Leafs, that's fine. Uh, I'm going to take the Canes, and I'm going to take the Rangers. Canes. Yeah, Canes Canes and Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh. Ooh, JB with Pittsburgh. Okay. All right, so I have have Panthers, Lightning. Uh, uh, John, you said Leafs, right? So I think from this round, I think uh, the Lightning advance again. I'm with I, you, Jake Lightning. I think the Leafs advance. All right, hold on. I'd like to point out, though, <laughs> no matter what, we all agree, President's Trophy Panthers do not get past the second round. I couldn't agree <laughs> no. more. Rangers, Canes, it's going to hurt me to say it, but I do like the Canes, Canes. in that series. I think it would be a great series, but I would pick the Canes. JB, Canes. you had Canes, I got Pens. the Canes, though. Okay. I got the Canes. So, so we all agree. Them. Well, actually, no, John yeah, disagrees. Yeah, yeah. So, so I got Kane's Lightning. JB, you have Kane's Lightning as well, right? Yeah. <laughs> and John, you have Kane's Maple and Leafs. Leafs. Go Kane's, so, yeah. So for me, I would actually pick the Kane's to go to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. I'm thinking Kane's Blues. I'm with, I'm with you, Jake. I got the the Kane's. And well. John, I'm sure I know who you're picking. Kane's we're, not, we're never gonna ask him. So Kane's, Kane's, I had baby. Kane's Blues. JB, who would you have? You had Kane's, Kane's and, Calgary. Okay, and John had Kane's Kings. Yeah. So of those picks, I'm picking the Blues to win the Stanley Cup. It's not that I don't like the Kings. <laughs> I just think you know the Blues have the experience. That's it. Simple. The as curse that. is broken. The curse is broken. Get oh, Canada. Here. Oh Canada. Oh. Boo Canada. And Go John, Canes. I don't even have to ask you. You picked the Kings to win. I know. Yeah. Even though, even though apparently you before just before you said, oh the Kings or the LA's won all these championships. Da, 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 da. I said they were getting back to the championship, and then said they were winning it. All right. Well. Fair enough. So there you go. I got th- I got the Blues. JB's got uh, what'd you say? The you said the Flames and John's got the Canes. Well, interesting. All right, fun exercise. All right, gentlemen. Anything else before we wrap this up? Make sure you're subscribing on YouTube if you're watching. Um, Jake, what's our YouTube? It's on the bottom of the screen. Oh yeah, I got you. Don't worry, I got you. And if you're watching on Fox Sports 1340, thank you. You'll see more great coverage. We got shows every night of the week. Make sure you're watching. We're not going to go around the horn tonight. Everybody knows where to find us. Yes. I'll I'll make it real quick. Check the bottom of the screen. That's where to find us. Instagram and Twitter, Sideline Sport 1. YouTube, Facebook, Sideline Sports. We're on on TikTok, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, DBA Television. We're now working with John's uh, boys in in, uh, Fox Sports 1340 AM. So thank you, John, for that. Everywhere. everywhere. Absolutely yes, everywhere. we are. NFL and draft. Note, oh, yeah. And on that note, everybody, have a good one. We'll see you next Mile, are you ready to record our promo for Season 2 of the Wanna Bet Podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that Season 2 starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. No more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric acid. Electric acid. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonize your mind, body, and soul. 
I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together we explore vibrations, frequencies and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today.